Hey folks, you own firearms? I do. Did you know that there's an easy way for you to let everyone around you quickly see whether your firearm is loaded or unloaded? Meet muzzle stick, barrel, and chamber flags. Muzzle stick, chamber, and barrel flags offer a way for anyone, whether they handle firearms or not, to quickly see the loaded or unloaded status of a firearm. That could save lives. Are you one of nearly 80% of firearms owners that keep a loaded gun out of the safe for personal protection? Well, Taking an extra precaution by using muzzle sticks, big bright barrel, and chamber flags will let everyone around you know if the firearm is loaded or unloaded. Muzzle stick does not recommend keeping a loaded firearm outside of a gun safe, but the reality is that some people do. And a clearly marked gun's status communicates to others around that may not have firearm handling experience and it is something that they would not want to handle. Muzzle stick is not intended to replace the rules of firearm safety. However, their chamber and barrel flags do offer firearms rapid clear identification, and that could save lives. It's time for you to do everything you can to be a safe and responsible firearms owner. Head over to muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K dot com to place your order. One more time, that's muzzlestick, M-U-Z-L-S-T-I-K dot com. After all, we only have one life to live. Hello, America, and happy Friday. What a great show we got for you. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We've got a great show for you today. Two great guests. We'll be right back after hearing from our great partner sponsors and advertisers. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, 
Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on. He is a voice of reason in a sea of insanity in Washington, always working to protect the American taxpayer, to shrink government, protect liberty. And he's always got solutions to it. It isn't just about highlighting what's wrong. He's always on the front lines offering a solution. He is Congressman Ralph Norman from the great state of South Carolina. Congressman, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Well, so honored to be on your program, John. Thank you. You do so many interesting things, and I don't think a lot of Americans know this, but it'll be a full quarter century now, 26 consecutive years, in which Congress hasn't funded the government on time. They didn't get a budget done by the budget done line. And it'll be the fifth year in a row where there's not been a single funding bill that's been signed into law. So the budget disciplinary process, it is gone. You have a solution called the No Pay for Congressional Recklessness Act. Tell us what you're going to do to force your colleagues finally to have some budget discipline. Well, you know, overall, John, we're in a situation now of really no return. This country's in trouble. Uh, The budgeting process, the spending which is outlandish. And as you mentioned, 26 consecutive years that we haven't uh, funded government. 1997 is the last time that we uh, had our, uh, we were, went through the appropriations process and actually had a bill. Um, and, you know, it's just time to, to take action on, on something and highlight things. And what my, uh, my bill, which is the Congressional Recklessness Act, uh, reduces uh, all of our pay 1% per day that we are in a continuing resolution. And for your listeners, uh, all that is, means is you're debating and don't have, a, uh, don't have a budget in place. We've had all year to come up with it. The, you know, our budget year ends September 30th, and the new budget starts, you know, of course, October one. And not to have, to, to in, in this case, uh, having a continuing resolutions through December, which is Christmas, holidays, and it just puts a bind on, uh, and it's used as leverage for uh, a party to get what they want. But more importantly, it just destroys this country. The leases that have to be uh, made out to for a short period of time. It's it's insane. So, bottom line, uh, as in the private sector, we deal with every day. If you don't do the work, you you don't get paid. And and my bill just says you take for every day that we go into a CR, you, we're going to deduct one percent of the salary. And, and by the way, the math on that, uh, we all make one hundred seventy four thousand a year, Senate and House. It works out to, to four hundred seventy six dollars. Uh, per day. So you do the math, it's right at $5. So it's not going to break anybody, but it puts some consequences to not doing our job. So that's the main focus on it. Isn't that amazing? The idea that there hasn't been a consequence is why this system has been allowed to spin out of control for so long. And when we have this herky-jerky unplanned budgeting, it seems like that's where we get into all of these incredible wasteful expenditures because no one's vetting it. No one even knows what's in the bill because you're rushing to get it done before Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, as which has happened in years past. Do you think that if Republicans get back in control, that there will be a return to discipline, that they're going to make sure that people have time to read the bills, they know what's in it, pork is identified, and you hit your deadlines? Do you think there's that commitment up and down the caucus? 
I know on the Freedom Caucus it is. It came up at our caucus meeting today where we said we want to, uh, uh, before leadership, uh, we elect leadership, we want to know what your vision is. What's the, what are you going to do? People are tired of words. They want action. And we want to know, are you going to balance the budget? Uh, this 20-year and 25-year pie-in-the-sky budgets, it's not going to happen. The RSC came up with a seven-year budget that involves cuts. Um, and just like you and I and, and those who run a business know on a daily basis, you can't keep spending. And in, in, in the real world, if you had a money manager that had lost $30 trillion for you, that had been late uh, coming up with the math to show you how you arrived at that for 26 years, I think you'd fire them. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'd have to. So there's there's got to be consequences. And this is just the first step. And I, you know, we have three co-sponsors on my particular bill now, and I think we'll get more. Now, will it ever see the light of day? I don't know. But I know if I don't put it up, it definitely won't see the light of day. So I'm excited about it. It highlights it. And uh, I know our Freedom Caucus is all in favor of would be of this. And really, there's no magic in the one percent. Uh, if you know, I can make the argument that it ought to be much higher, ten, fifteen percent, because um, and, and along with this, uh, you know, you can't. We prohibit the, any member using funds for travel, except to D.C. You can't go off on a junket and spend taxpayers' money. Wow. Well, that's going to put a hurt on some people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they use uh, taxpayers' money. If they want to spend their own money, that's fine. But it just goes back to the, to, to the basic fact. If you're bankrupt, you can't – it it cuts everything else off. And same thing with our country. We're at, the, we're at the end of the runway when it comes to fiscal responsibility, and this just puts consequences to it. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. Speaking of consequences, last 24 hours, six Republican states, including your great state of South Carolina, have sued Joe Biden to block the student loan forgiveness plan, arguing it's both illegal and it disproportionately harms working class Americans. Another example of states exercising their federalism, their state's rights, going to the court. They've been winning. These states have been winning like 90, 80, 90% of their cases every time they challenge Joe Biden for overreach. The idea that maybe we can block this in the courts is, I think, growing in excitement. The weird part is that the case cites West Virginia versus EPA. We just had a Supreme Court ruling that told Joe Biden, no more overreach. If there's no congressional law, you can't do it. And then he goes and does it again. Will this be the case where the Supreme Court or a court gives a more serious warning to the president that, hey, the judiciary's told you, stop doing this? I sure hope so, because if there's ever a case that the Supreme Court ought to step in, it's this one. Uh, this is done for pure, for main, trying to maintain power by this administration. They know they're underwater with the American people. And uh, but just think about this, uh, you know, paying going up to twenty thousand uh, dollars to pay for, for for every taxpayer to be burdened with paying for schooling that many didn't get. And particularly when we're in the crisis that we're in with with our deficit. And so, uh, you know, Biden is tone deaf or the and it's not him. It's cabal. It's the cabal that's running this country <clears throat> that is causing all this. They are, have backed us in a corner in so many different issues. You know, you look at the the problems we have with, you know, the invasion we have on the border. 
you know, the, the drugs that are coming across, the lawlessness, all the above. We have so many bullets coming our way. And it's time to take them to court. And, and, and they have weaponized the judicial system against the average American. We've got to do the same against our government. Yeah, and that's clearly what the states are doing. You have an attorney general there who's really spent a lot of great time coming up with lawsuits that have had great providence in succeeding. They're working. And I think the courts have become the counterbalance to this executive overreach. It's really fascinating to watch. You have always been on the front lines of warning about the impending threat of China, the real threat of China. A very important letter that you sent in the last few days to the Justice Department asking for an investigation of a longtime Democratic operative. I've known him well for years, John Podesta, former chief of staff to President Biden. He seems to show up every time there's a Democratic president. He's back in the White House. He joins the White House. You found something really interesting about his China connections, Huawei, and something Biden did as soon as John Podesta got back in the White House. Tell us about this letter and why it's so important. Well, if you, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And John Podesta's been around a long time. He's a Hillary Clinton supporter. And uh, basically, we're, we want information on John Podesta's brother. And, you know, John Podesta is... Uh, he's newly appointed. They've created a uh, slot for him as an advisor on clean energy and innovation and implementation. Uh, and the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, is a part of that. Uh, he was appointed September 2nd. And it's it's ironic that it's less than a week prior to when Biden, the Biden administration had a rollback on the restrictions on Yahweh, which is, is a communication, uh, telecommunications corporation. Um, and so when you look at what John Podesta's brother did, he's paid a million dollars, uh, and Yahweh did that. And Tony Podesta is John Podesta's brother, Tony. I, I think I said John, but Tony Podesta got a million dollars in 2021 to lobby the Biden administration. And so we're asking for all the records on that. And how is that not a violation, uh, an ethics violation? Um, and we, of course, have not gotten anything back, but. Uh, you know, we're going to keep writing the letters and he's got to document this. And if this isn't, again, a violation, uh, particularly with with John Podesta's uh, new role, he's going to oversee a budget of over $370 billion. And um, that's a lot of money. And China is not our friend, they're our enemy. And this administration is in lockstep with turning this country basically over to China. And we got to stop it and reveal it. Yeah, it's significant to note that on multiple occasions in the last few years, the U.S. intelligence community has warned Congress, warned the American public that Huawei has some ill intention in terms of spreading its technology across the United States. So Huawei's on the front line of being watched by our intelligence community as potentially an arm or an aider and a better of China, communist China's technological efforts. And here's a guy whose brother in brother's lobbying firm was working for Huawei to try to reverse that storyline, reverse those sanctions. I know we have so much attention on Russia, Ukraine for all the right ideas. We always have to keep an eye on Iran and North Korea. China seems like it's the single biggest threat that we have to constantly stay focused on. Do you think, one, the intelligence community is doing a good job keeping Congress up to speed on what China is doing? And is official Washington putting enough attention on countering malign Chinese influence? No, we've got to have, I mean, this administration has basically sat on any information about uh, what the CCP is doing. And to put John Podesta uh, managing that much money 
he sits on the board of the China United States Exchange Foundation, which is uh, was funded by the China, uh, China, which is just a propaganda that they put off in our universities. Um, and it's so many fronts that China is basically seen a green light with this red administration, with this rogue administration. Look at what they're doing in the Pacific and the Indian Ocean. They're mining that. And, you know, when a time when electric cars are being pushed, guess what? Electric cars need batteries. Guess who makes, uh, has most of the, of the uh, minerals that go in batteries? China. And they're doing this, this with controlling the two seas. So it's so many things that um, that China is doing. We haven't been kept up to, to speed like we haven't been kept up to speed on the virus. To even question it has been met with a complete lack of transparency by this administration. But, you know, that's our job to shed the light on it. China is not our friend, and uh, the, the more we get um, away from being dependent on them, the better off we'll be. But this administration has no intent to do that, unfortunately. It really seems that way. It's just really remarkable, the reversal of so many of the things. that Every FBI agent I've talked to in the last year is so concerned that right after Director Chris Ray gave a speech at the Reagan Library saying, hey, China's our greatest threat, they closed down the China initiative investigation to stop the spies who've been coming in through academic institutions. It just seems like even when the warnings are made by the intelligence agencies, this administration has turned a blind eye to it. It's pretty stunning. I want to get to FBI whistleblowers quickly because you have been one of the most eloquent voices warning about what we're seeing. We have this whistleblower come out. We got his whistleblower complaint. He says that they're misusing the SWAT teams, the tactical teams that go arrest people on misdemeanor cases, mostly January 6th defendants, for shock and awe. Then a couple of days later, the Unabomber task force leader, the guy who captured the Unabomber, one of the most violent terrorists, said, I didn't even need a tactical team for that guy. We're abusing this. We got to stop it. Do you think Chris Ray is getting any pressure, meaningful pressure, to stop some of the things that are going on in the FBI right now? No, because he got the full support of this administration. He's been put uh, in, a, in a position that he is exploiting what's what's happened to this country. I mean, we're doing a study on everybody that's been either had their cell phone taken, their house raided, uh, you know, and this just doesn't didn't happen to President Trump. Uh, I mean, look at all the people. Uh, Mike Lindell, he's a mattress manufacturer. Look at James O'Keefe, uh, Project Veritas. It just happens that all the conservatives uh, from fr start to, to bottom have been conservatives who have raised questions, legitimate questions, about the direction this country is headed with giving, giving it away to, to China. And they've weaponized the, uh, the judicial system and they've weaponized the FBI. It's going to take a full cleaning. And there are a lot of good agents within the FBI, but what's happening now uh, is simply not acceptable. And it's, this is what they do in, uh, in, in communist countries, that uh, the fear factor is what this administration is intent on. And they don't have any, any intentions of letting up. So I think we're up to 25 from start to bottom that they have, uh, th that we're going to publish what they do and why they've been harassed. And that's all it is. Why do you think they're hiring 87,000 IRS agents? They won't. The Clemson football stadium won't, won't hold them all. The only prerequisite they're going to carry a gun. They're not accountants. It's just harassment, and so that's what we've got to. So we've got to protest and and make sure the American people don't buy it. And 
to Kevin McCarthy's credit, he's going to. We got to defund missions like this. That is uh, the only way you do it is defund it and stop it. Yeah, the old Holman rule may be coming back. The budget rule that allows you to defund an individual office bureaucrat or a program that could be a really powerful tool. It hasn't been used really since the Civil War, but. If that gets resurrected in Congress, that could be a really significant new power that Congress uses. Two things we've learned in the last couple of days about the far-reaching efforts of Big Brother government. Yesterday morning, we had a story revealing these are documents from the United States government. The FBI and other law enforcement agencies, by the way, all the way from the FBI all the way down to local police, are buying Americans geospatial phone data and tracking their whereabouts. Sometimes it's done for science. CDC is doing it. Sometimes it's done to solve law enforcement crisis. In all cases, these phone records have been gathered without a warrant, without court approval. It seems like the telecommunications all haven't kept up with the telecommunications market. Are you concerned about the purchasing of these records to track Americans? And could Congress intervene to create a solution for it? Yes, it is. Yes, I'm very concerned about it. And again, this is just the the harassment that this administration is intent on uh, furthering what they're doing to scare Americans. They want to force their way uh, into getting whatever they want, which is a socialistic government-run country. And America is not built on that. Um, And, you know, you take in Scott Perry's case. I mean, they tracked him down. Uh, took his cell phone. You look at what the uh, everybody knows about Trump, where they went in and wouldn't let anybody there to examine what could have been planted as evidence. And you look at Mike Lindell. You go down the list. It's a uh, it's invasion of privacy. It's a violation of the Constitution. And um, again, we just got to stop it and raise the the issue with the American people. So many people are scared to say anything. Uh, but not now, because the ones that have been uh, harassed in the case of the January 6th, uh, people that are jailed, no trial, uh, no right to have an attorney, that's wrong. And so uh, we've got to keep the pressure on. And unfortunately, we've got another two years of this, but we will put handcuffs on this administration when we take the House and the Senate and stop a lot of what he's been able to do with the uh, Justice Department with the FBI. Yeah, the power of the purse is so powerful that people forget how important that is to Congress. And when exercised right, it can stop a lot of the abuses that are out there. Congressman, our hearts and thoughts are with all the residents, the great citizens of South Carolina. I know you're going through the difficult storm. When we come on the backside of Ian, all the destruction that we're seeing in Florida, what you're going through now, what can America do to help each of the states, including your great state, get back on its feet? Well, the, the the main thing we, we will do, and you'll see it with the, uh, the co-ops and electric companies sending their crews down to restore power. Uh, you you know, the, the people that are hit, the wind damage, uh, totally separate issues, the flooding, which is, is more of a money problem because of the issues that it, it is long-term, uh, does long-term damage with mold, mildew, and things like that. But you'll see power crews go out from other states, uh, our state will probably have wind damage. Uh, luckily, it's been downgraded to a tropical tropical storm. So hopefully, we won't won't pick back up steam once it goes back to the ocean and, and back. But uh, as Americans do, we help other Americans, and in, in a time of crisis. And I tell you, John, it points to the fact that 
we've got to prioritize you know, where our dollars are spent. If there's ever a time for dollars to be allocated to help states like this, it's now. Uh, you don't continue sending money to Ukraine and to other countries. You, you, you stop that and put priorities in place, which hopefully we can do. I think that is coming. Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on this show and to hear your great wisdom. Look forward to having you on soon and good luck on the recovery in the great state of South Carolina. Thank you for all you're doing, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. God bless you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is the founder and executive director of the Watchdog Group, dedicated to restoring the promise of the free and open internet. It's an organization called the Foundation for Freedom Online, and he is Mike Benz. Mike, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Mike, before we dive into these revelations, I want to ask you about your organization, the importance of it, uh, what it does. Sure. Well, uh, 
the barometer of a free and open society is a free and open internet. For decades, the the real linchpin of of the representation of freedom has really been how free your internet is. This has been a part of a, the U.S. foreign policy for decades now, and it's been something that has been an embodiment of U.S. human rights. And only recently has that started to change. And we've seen American institution after American institution from within the government to the private sector to civil society to traditional legacy news media systematically put his thumb on the press of censorship. And at, at the Foundation for Freedom Online, we believe that the time is really now to start building institutions that actually fight for freedom. Yeah, it's an incredible organization and an incredible mission. And Mike, you worked with our reporters, Greg and I, to break this story that we're going to have out tonight. Tell us, when you discovered that the Homeland Security Department, specifically CISA, uh, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, was involved in basically outsourcing its censorship wishes to four private groups, what, what, what went through your mind when you first discovered this? I was actually not particularly surprised because I've been closely following um, the, the structuring techniques that have been used to create the contemporary censorship industry. And there had been a search for a number of years between 2017 and 2019 to find a government perch to, to coordinate the private sector, the civil society and news media censorship practices. And <laughs> incidentally, they had had their eyes on the State Department, but were barred because of prohibitions on foreign policy, uh, on prohibitions on domestic operations. That is, both the State Department and the intelligence services were foreign facing. The FBI is supposed to be limited. It's a domestic intelligence agency, but is only limited to having a law enforcement predicate. And it's not illegal to express your social or political opinions online. And so the only other domestic inward facing agency that doesn't require a law enforcement predicate is the Department of Homeland Security. And so if you trace the chronology, you find that there was actually a really 18 months worth of institutional work to create this very apparatus that we now know played a significant role in the censorship of millions of posts for the 2020 election and has ambitious sites for 2022 and 2024. Yeah, it's very concerning. Um, I know that the Biden administration's disinformation governance board has been sidelined, at least that's the latest that we heard. Um, but when you have this type of coordination between social media entities and government entities, isn't that effectively what that is, a ministry of truth type, type organization or coordination? That's exactly right. In fact, the Disinformation Governance Board, the, the easiest way to think of it, the Ministry of Truth was set up within the Department of Homeland Security between 2019 and 2020. And that's part of what this story unfurls. The, the Disinformation Governance Board was not actually a Ministry of Truth. Amazingly, there are now so many Ministry of Truth functionaries within the Department of Homeland Security there are so many Ministry of Truth tasks, so many Ministry of Truth points of contact, so many different Ministry of Truth policies for whether to remove something, reduce it, slap a fact checking label, you know, uh, monitor all these different trending uh, uh, narratives, working with all the outside groups that there's what well, the Disinformation Governance Board was simply a bureaucratic layer to manage 
the sprawling ministry of truth that had already been created. So it was not the ministry of truth itself. It was simply a way to streamline the efficiencies of the censorship that's already being coordinated out of the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, it's remarkable. And what you found in, in, in the sheer breadth of what went on in a four-month period, September to December 2020, you have 21 news organizations that were targeted, ours included, just the news. You have uh, five, nearly 5,000 URLs that are, uh, are targeted. And then you had nearly 22 million tweets alone that were impacted by this censorship effort. And uh, these guys batted, bet, uh, batted better than most Major League Baseball players. They had about a 350 batting average in terms of actually when they requested something, getting it done. That is a lot of censorship in a small time, is it not? At least. In fact, it's significantly higher than the 35% they uh, listed in the report because per, per their own internal deliberations, they they say that the 35% was just for responses on the coordinated platforms that I see a screenshot of there on screen right then. They, that 35% did not include all of the uh, compliance that was done, not actually reported directly through their shared dashboard, which had the government, the tech platforms, and their outsourced censorship partners all on the same, uh, basically on the same rapid response dashboard to monitor online narratives as they started to trend. And you had government partners responding to these censorship flaggers on average in less than an hour and sometimes in less than a minute. That's how close it was. That's wow. how, how tightly they monitored things. Mike, I wanted to ask you, you know, so often we hear about conservatives being censored, basically regardless of the topic, but just playing devil's advocate here, these 5,000 URLs, the 22 million tweets, how often did it happen that the censorship went the other direction? Well, that's one of the most troubling aspects of this story is that uh, it's bad enough to have a ministry of truth. Uh, that becomes particularly worrying when the ministry of truth is so obviously partisan. Empirically, here are the statistics. The top 21 accounts, the after action report lists the top 21 accounts by uh, that were labeled repeat misinformation spreaders. All 21 of the 20, top 21 accounts that were submitted for censorship through a channel with the Department of Homeland Security and the tech platforms were all listed as right of center accounts. Same thing with YouTube, same thing with TikTok. Uh, there was one uh, group technically in the Facebook section of the top misinformation spreaders that was in the dead last ranking. Uh, but even that was contextualized by the censorship consortium as having noble intentions and their misinformation was actually sort of a corrective to right of center misinformation. So you have what is essentially a form of social and political control that the, that the U.S. government is prohibited from doing directly. And in fact, in their own discussions, they they chart the chronology for how this partnership formed, that this, this public-private censorship partnership. And they said that they directly pitched the Department of Homeland Security uh, to do for them in terms of monitoring and flagging content for takedowns that the government was prohibited by the First Amendment from doing themselves. So... There's no other amendment that you can do this with. If there was a, you know, the, the government can't outsource 
Fourth Amendment violations. They can't say, well, we can't raid your home um, as the government, but we're going to we're going to hire a, a private mercenary group to raid your home without due process. There's no other amendment that works like this. And a free society cannot survive uh, essentially the, the private military contractor model applied to, you know, applied to the First Amendment. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, we don't even like it when our customer service is outsourced. We certainly don't need a third party looking over our, our shoulder at everything we're texting and Twittering. Uh, Mike Benz, the founder and executive director of the Foundation for Freedom Online. Keep up the great work. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for your time. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad free top podcasts included with your prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's Amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. What a great show. Before we go, folks, you know I like to shout out and engage our incredible partners, our sponsors, our advertisers, because they have great products, great ideas, great thought leadership. And one of those are my good friends at Freedom Jobs Business App. So if you're tired of hearing about banks and credit card companies increasingly banning conservatives, shadow banning, directly banning, censoring, cancel culture, you've probably heard of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and you're wondering, can that help me? I don't maybe not even understand it, but it feels like it could help me. Well, guess what? We're going to make it simple for you to understand. Freedom Jobs Business App. That is an application that was created for your smartphone It is based in blockchain cryptocurrency, and it gives you a chance to transact business and not be censored for your values, your beliefs, your opinions by any bank or financial institution or credit card company. Now, this is an app that's owned and endorsed by Steve Bannon, and it's designed to keep you from being silenced, stopped, culture canceled by the financial institution. As you know, this cancel culture started with media organizations and went to social media. Now it's in federal agencies and now it's moving its way into the financial institutions of America. This app helps you get ahead of it, insulates you from any future financial cancellation that might be going on as a result of your views. And the way to get involved in this, all you got to do is download the Freedom Jobs business app to get back in the fight, to push back against big tech big money, and gain access to an uncensorable economy. That's a good idea. A censorship-free economy. We used to have that. It's a little bit in jeopardy right now in the current institutions in America. Let's see if we can achieve reversing that. And I think the folks at Freedom Jobs Business at, well, that's where they're headed. They're trying to help you push back on that. All right. So if you want to make yourself cancel-proof in the financial space, all you got to do is download the Freedom Jobs Business app by visiting freedomjobsbusiness.com. Let me give that address one more time. freedomjobsbusiness.com. Go there today, get the app, 
make yourself insulated from cancel culture in the financial sector. All right, folks, that wraps up our show today. Thanks for listening. Seven days a week, Saturday and Sunday, we got you covered. Until then, may God bless you. May God bless this incredible country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now.